Jenny Brown, I'm a full-time poet and artist. I run the Barking Foxes Poetry Stanza Group and we meet monthly here in Barking Library. If you're going to learn to um, write poems, if you want to start writing poems, the best thing you need is a pad and a decent pen. Ideally, you need a quiet room. It's very difficult to do things and that require concentration when there's lots of noise going on. A lot of the things you can write about are just descriptions of what you're hearing and seeing where you are. For example, one of my poems is about sitting at the kitchen table and I describe everything I can't hear, like next door's washing machine isn't on and the other side's um, alarm clock isn't beeping loudly through the walls. And then gradually I describe the noises surrounding me um, as they start piping up, like uh, when the room gets absolutely silent, my fridge comes on with a huge vibrating hum and I write about that. So you don't have to have a specific topic in mind, you can just observe. Or if you go out, go out and sit in a park or go and buy a bag of chips and write about what it's like to eat chips for the first time in ages. I wrote a poem about that. Um, sometimes you can be watching TV and there'll be a really great bit of dialogue. I was watching Marco Polo on Netflix and there was this wonderful dialogue between the father and the son. So you've got Marco Polo talking to his dad and the dad says, Marco, if you go back to Venice, things won't be the same. You've been away for 26 years. Um, and I found that particular conversation very evocative and that led to a poem. Or alternatively, if you've got a book that you really love reading, um, I read Shogun earlier this year and that inspired several poems. Um, surprisingly, um, Virginia Woolf, reading her, um, there were some wonderful scenes where um, they were talking about um, a park and sitting in a park. And the effect of tears in Virginia Woolf's eyes made the park, the path in the park, rise and fall. And she described what she could see in the blur of tears and that kind of thing. When you look at words, the printed word, what you see on a TV programme, um, just observing your own life if you go out for a walk. Um, places to avoid are cliches. Um, you know, if you know that there are loads of poems about daffodils or whatever it is you did at school, you know, if you write about daffodils, then you'll be likened to poems about daffodils. So try and be a bit original and look for something um, that makes you feel something. My poetry is sometimes just observational. Sometimes it's things I remember. So think about things that you remember from when you were really small or unusual events that occurred. Um, if you go to the Barking Foxes blog, you'll find every month we put up a poetry prompt. And this month we have an article from The Guardian that I found particularly inspiring, which was a review of a book that's coming out in February. And the lady who wrote the book uh, was writing about six very famous writers. And instead of talking about their writing, she went into their private letters and their diaries and discovered what the people like to eat. And she found that their um, words and their memories around food told as much about the person as all their um, writings and their public-faced um, discussion of who they were, if you like, through their work. So the book talks about 
the, the writers and what they ate. And there was a, a selection of questions as if she was interviewing the person who was long dead. Um, what did you eat and what do you remember eating as a child and who do you eat with now and who would you like to eat with? So I've put all the questions on the blog and I've also put a poem I've written in response to those questions. And at the end of it, you end up, if you just answer the questions and don't worry about rhymes or whatever, you will end up with a, a, a quite a long poem, which you can then edit. I mean, some, one of my friends said that when she read the interview questions, one of the questions was enough to provoke a poem. So you might, you've got loads of choice there. You can either just do it exactly as it's written, or you can just riff off under your own thing. So we're doing these poetry prompts once a month going forward so look out for us at Barking Foxes on our blog. If you find that you can schedule in some time to write whether you're working or not the great thing to do is to have some stuff ready done. One of the brilliant ways of writing a poem is to just do some free writing so you'll sit with a pen and a paper with no outcome in your mind when you start and you just start writing and you can write about anything and so just fill a page or half a page of A4 with just some thoughts and uh, they can be imaginary memories, something that's on your chest, um, something you're ranting about. It could be something very personal and private that you don't actually want to disclose completely. And then you can go to a book, pull one out of the bookshelf, it can be on science or nature or any kind of random topic that has no bearing on what you've written. And then you can open a page and just take the text that's accidentally in front of you and then just merge some of the words that you've written from your free page of writing. You could even take, tear the page in half and just randomly look at what random words you have um come up with. It's almost like alchemy or conjuring um, to do this because the juxtaposition of two things that are so completely um, unrelated might spark off an idea. Also carry a notebook with you wherever you go and if you see any words on signs by the side of the road or on bus shelters or if you witness something um, when you're traveling around, jot that down. I mean, one of the loveliest poems I wrote in memory of my late grandfather was after being on the bus coming to Barking one Saturday to meet the other poets. And I saw this sign um, near the graveyard um, at Rippleside Cemetery. And the sign said, the open hand car wash. And I thought, Oh, the open hand car wash, isn't that marvellously evocative? So I wrote down the open hand. And it wasn't until afterwards I realised that the car wash open, and it was hand car wash, and I kind of misread the sign. So I've got a really beautiful poem from a sign that just said the hand car wash was open. So you can randomly generate ideas. And the idea is, if you collect um, half a dozen or a dozen ideas, like... I've got an obsession with um, two characters from history, one mythological and one very real and in the Roman times, um, that they actually meet. And so in my list of prompts, I've got these two names and I'm going to write a poem about how this general met this goddess and what happened. So you can just randomly set yourself um, 
things to generate poems about. And as I say, if you if you're ever writing a uh, reading a book, and there's a, a display of pageantry in a Chinese court thousands of years ago, or um, the description of um, riding on a horseback to New Mexico from Texas, and they're talking about the earth and the sky. You know, you can just sort of photocopy that page and then make yourself a folder of these ideas that you haven't explored yet. And then you'll always feel that when you get that time to write, even if nothing comes to you, you can go to your folder and pull something out and that will get you started. If you want free support and mentoring to help you in your writing journey, join Pen to Print. The link for Pen to Print is www.lbbd.gov.uk forward slash pen to print, all one word.